Hi, I know I'm old, but I think one of the negative effects of social media is too much information about what other people are doing. Back in Edgar Guest's day, it might have taken a week to get big information to rural America. Now, it's almost instantaneous. So, you ask? Well, many things about us develop in quietness and isolation. We sit by ourselves and allow our souls to be challenged by a need or an idea. Years ago, that idea could develop within us. There might have been thousands of people in the world who had the same idea, but we didn't know. And so that idea was able to grow in us and shape us. Today, before that same idea or desire can create an effect in us, we can go to YouTube and find someone doing it, and maybe they're doing it in a fantastic way, but seeing it already being done often kills the process within us. Too much information can hurt us and neutralize the processes that shape our hearts and souls. Years ago, I sat in a chapel service at Dallas Theological Seminary. Actually, I sat in many of them because I was on chapel probation from having missed a few too many. I was a student and a father and working almost full-time, so it began to affect my memory and concentration. So why am I telling you this? Oh yeah, in chapel, I heard messages from the best of the best of the best with honor, sir. Do you remember what movie that's from? Anyway, rather than it inspiring me, it was depressing. I could never be those guys. I would never say it the way they did, nor write books, etc. I was on my way to a country, if I ever graduated, whose language I didn't even know and I might never be able to speak it properly. Oh, they and ach du lieber Schreck. As I sat there in one of those moments, I remember the Lord saying, you know, Dan, I'm not sending Chuck there. You're going. They're going to have to deal with you. Wow. Now I was feeling bad for Germany. And when I got to Germany, all I heard was what couldn't be done. And I spoke awful German, but you know, somebody's got to do something. And I was somebody. And somehow people got blessed. And for a while, we were doing what others said couldn't be done. It was the Lord. God does use us. And after you see a few well-orchestrated coincidences and miracles, you begin to see that not only is the Lord with you, but that it's fun pushing against the boundaries of the possible into the world of seeing God do amazing things that should have been impossible. COVID, schmovid. We need to remain cautiously, incredibly optimistic. Here's Edgar Guest, it couldn't be done. Somebody said it couldn't be done but he with a chuckle replied that maybe it couldn't, but he would be one who wouldn't say so till he tried. So he buckled right in with a trace of a grin on his face. If he worried, he hit it. He started to sing as he tackled the thing that couldn't be done, and he did it. Somebody scoffed, you'll never do that. At least no one has ever done it. But he took off his coat and he took off his hat. And the first thing we knew, he'd begun it. With a lift of his chin and a bit of a grin, without any doubting or quit it, 
he started to sing as he tackled the thing that couldn't be done, and he did it. There are thousands to tell you it cannot be done. There are thousands to prophesy failure. There are thousands to point out to you one by one the dangers that wait to assail you. But just buckle in with a bit of a grin. Just take off your coat and go to it. Just start in to sing as you tackle the thing that cannot be done, and you'll do it. Now for this next piece, I think there's a tiny genre in literature called parting words. It's what a mom would say to her daughter or what a dad would say to a son, sending them off into the first grade or to college. But before you can write them, you have to think them out. What insight would you leave your kids or grandkids? Those are some interesting thoughts during this COVID-19 experience. So here is Edgar Guest with a lighthearted view of these important words. The old golfer dies. Old Sandy was a dying man. The doctor shook his head. You'd better call the family in unto the nurse, he said. He tries to speak, the nurse replied. And bending low, she heard, I want the boys, I want the boys, for them I have a word. His loved ones gathered round his bed and watched him weaker grow. I must, he gasped, say something to the boys before I go. They're coming, Pa, they'll soon be here, a daughter softly said. Give me the message you would leave. But Sandy shook his head. They wondered what he had to tell and what was on his mind. But none could guess the counsel which he wished to leave behind. The boys, the boys, he spoke again. Tis them I wish to see. I hope they will get here in time to hearken unto me. Into the room they came at last. The old man called them near. My boys, he said in faltering tones, not long will I be here. But this I want to say to you once more before I die. Never play your brassy when you have a downhill lie. Hmm. <laughs> I bet you could do better with your parting words, especially if you've lived closely with the Lord. There's a world of people out there who need something encouraging, some words to point them in the right spiritual direction. They need you. Maranatha. <laughs>